Welcome to Yippie Kaye Classic. Tonight is John's movie, a little palate cleanser, as always, with John. Nice, <laughs> gentle film that makes everybody happy. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. But before we go there, um, let's talk about what you watch. Let's start with uh, Sean and Debbie. I can't wait to hear Debbie's take on something. Well, we did watch the Oscars. And like Trish said, she commented on, she texted me that it was very, it was like a sedative. And I said, it was no dope. It was meaning, I don't know, I don't know, the kids these days, dope is usually good. I don't know, is that good or bad? It was no dope. It was was not good. She said it was a sedative. I said it was like a, it was like no dope. But the real thing we watched was the Jim Jarmusch film, The Dead Don't Die. Jim Jarmusch. um, Oh, zombie film? What a zombie, zombie film. film? Yeah, with Bill Murray and Adam Driver, and you know Tilda Swinton. You know, it was a really fascinating movie. However, I don't think people who love the quirky Jim Jarmusch guy character kind of studies may not like it because it goes too zombie. But I don't think it goes zombie enough for fans of the uh, fans of the genre. But there are a lot of good laughs and. It's a, a very scale of one zombie to ten zombies. <laughs> yeah, what's How two zombie? zombie what does it? two zombie mean? Very zombie. You know, people are you know getting their heads cut off and oh. everything. So it isn't just like it isn't mystery train with a comic zombie thrown in. You know, it's um, you know, people are you know there's samurai swords and shotguns and people's heads being blown off and all. So there <laughs> is real zombie action in it, but probably. It doesn't take itself seriously enough, or it's not conventionally funny enough to be like Shaun of the Dead. So it's sort of it's sort of like a quirky Jim Jarmusch film where there's a zombie attack. But the, the biggest problem the biggest problem with that movie is that it's not actually good. So it's hard <laughs> hard to talk about it. Came it came in hard. What was that? Did you see the film? that, it's great. I did see it. I did see it. <laughs> I, I was just. But here's my out. problem with the film. I think it would have been a good movie if it found the balance. I just don't. Think I think I think that's fair. I mean, it's not Jim Jarmusch enough, and it's not zombie enough, and then at the end it gets all meta. And yeah. at that Bill Murray is care. now doing all these zombie films. I mean, he was very meta in uh, Zombieland, which I thought yeah. was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so he's I guess Zombieland. This is his new thing, huh? So it's no Zombieland. All right, uh, John. I thought Bill Murray was good. Well, I enjoyed him throughout. Love, love Who, Bill, Bill Murray's Murray. good all the time. Yeah, John, what do you got? Uh, well, let's see. I watched a bunch of stuff since we skipped a week, but I guess the one I'll talk about, uh, since we have so few people watching our other show, <laughs> is uh, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And everybody knows I'm a big comic book fan. I'm a big Marvel fan. I loved WandaVision up until the finale. I was really looking forward to this. I love Anthony Mackie. I love Sebastian Stan. I love their chemistry. Uh, it really started off strong. Uh, but it, it uh, the last like two episodes were, uh, it just wasn't good. And part of the problem is, and we talked about this on our stream quest show. I don't know if you want to show up the logo, Ralph. You're going to pop that up. Uh, here we Maybe. go. Um, but when, when Marvel got bought by a major conglomerate company, they, they definitely changed how they do the movies uh, where 
you know, comic book movies for me are escapism and entertainment and fun. And you, that's what you want. That's what comic book movie fans want. And, and now they're lecturing us about things that are going on in the world. And it's like, I get that 24 seven outside of the movie industry. And I, I was really looking forward to this. And I was so disappointed with that. Well, didn't, you know, Superman, the original, not the original, the Christopher Reeve versions of Superman. Didn't they do the same thing by the fourth one? He's doing nuclear. He's flying. Oh, absolutely. And that was so, Christopher yeah, Reeve. Yeah. I, and that's why that movie bombed. I know. Terrible. I mean, almost uh, as good as the dead don't die. The Superman yeah, exactly. 4. Well, Superman four, but I mean the whole lecture. You know, I think thing, I like the dead don't die better than Superman four. Yeah, Look, if you too. watch the boys on Amazon, the boys on Amazon is just reflecting what's going on in the United States. Well, they They're not been, lecturing. They're reflecting. No, they hit you. No, it's, it's hitting you over the head with it. Oh, maybe. Every minute of the show. And it's like, okay, we get it. We get it. Listen, my favorite Sebastian stands is him in Hot Tub Time Machine. I thought oh, he yeah. was very good in that. He's great. Yeah. And the He's production also- values are like movie quality in right. the series. I mean, they're really outstanding, but they just, I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, that's what I watched. Did, uh, have they been, uh, do you guys know, they, are they doing all these shows through COVID or were these pre, were these shot before COVID? No. Uh, well, they started uh, pre-COVID and they finished uh, during COVID, um, you know, after a, a span of not doing anything. Yeah. But yeah, they're shooting them during COVID oh. with all kinds of protocols, which, you know, when you see the movies, you don't, how could they be doing protocols, yeah. but whatever. Yeah, I think we coined a new um, word, PK, pre-COVID, I mean, PC. PC. <laughs> I mean, I think PC. Well, that's why I was where you're going with PK. I didn't know where you're going with that, Deb. PK. PK. That, actually, that actually goes yeah. into what I'll be talking about. So thank you for that setup. Oh, there I'll you go. That. Uh, oh, I guess that, Drew's next. Are we no, Brojo's okay. next. Brojo's oh. next. Yeah, don't we do the wheel with Drew? Uh, we got to do the up. bit. Don't worry about yeah. it. It's been wanna... a few weeks, so we got a yeah. bunch on here. So so pr- yeah, sure. Oh, absolutely. Geez. Probably got like 38. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. It's only been two weeks. So. <laughs> I love it. Also, Drew sent me the wheel and he... He told me what streaming service it's on. I think that's fantastic. Yes. I want I people to that. be able to find it unless I, <laughs> right. unless I Rojo, tell them what do you got? to watch it. Uh, well, in the last couple of weeks, let's see. I watched, I finished watching Shameless. I saw the final, the series finale. Um, thought it was pretty good because series finales, they usually screw up. Um, we've been watching The Wire over again. Man. Such a good show. Such the writing is just so good on that show. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, David Simon is doing. He's working on another um, series set in Baltimore. I got a monster. Um, or are they doing it off the other book? It's I think about it's the, the other book. Race. The guns. Yeah, it's the other book. Is it yeah. the book you just bought? It's the book I just bought. Yeah. Um, I bought. About- I got a monster. About the um, uh, the uh, Baltimore um, the Gun Trace Task Force, yeah, scandal, yes. right? Thank you. Those very bad, <laughs> yes. very bad cops, very bad. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of looking forward to you know seeing what his next um thing brings, and then we watch. We've been watching Thirty Rock because it just it's hilarious. I can't ever believe that show was canceled. We're up to season what six. are we six? Oh, it's so that's funny. a long time. That's a long time for a series, anyway. Yeah, but it's good. It's the, uh, really, really good. Who's the gentleman that wrote The Wire? The Maryland guy, David Simon. No, the other guy. The the he's from Silver Spring. 
Ken Burns? Not Ken Ed Burns. Burns. Ed Burns. I mean, nope, nope. Okay, I'm going to tell a story. And I need this guy's name. Walter something is Walter. He's he's the guy that writes all the the stuff for the Wire. He's a Maryland dude. Anyway, David Simon created the Wire. Okay, I'm going to have yeah, to. Do, yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to. Uh, IMDb, you guys, while live. Okay. Oh, this is, whoa. This is can we cut around this? Can nope. we cut around this? No. Nope. Hey, Roger, do you watch The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? Yes. That's a great show, too. I yes. love her. Ellie Kemper. It is. And Tina I interviewed um, Carol Kane when she was still on oh, that. She's great on that. She's, yeah. she's, she's great, period. Yeah, that's a funny show. She's great, period. Oh, Mike, uh, Mike's, Michael Spedden was in that the movie they did. Oh, did yeah, you, the guy who was on here. No. He was the, um, he he played um the he, bartender. He was the bartender in the movie. Oh, I'll have to check what that was, out. What was the That's movie? Schmidt. Um... All right, back to me. Go ahead, Ralph. Walter. His name Jablonski. is George Pelicanos. Oh, uh, George Pelicanos. Which George is Pelicanos, so much like Walter. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, he he writes a lot of. Uh, he's from Silver Spring, Maryland, and he writes huh? for the Wire. He's done a lot of uh, good crime books. Anyway, I threw him out of my house at a party in Silver Spring because he just walked in like he owned the place, and I threw him out. Had no idea who he was. <laughs> nice. Turns out, pretty famous dude. Boy, you've been, you've been beating about. yourself up over that. Oh my god, years. I'm killing myself. Uh, at least neither of you have. At least neither of you have memorable last names, so you won't remember. Uh, never. This guy's famous. <laughs> Walter George, same thing. I drew. We got a spin. Hang on. <laughs> Oh, wait, do you want me to you want me to talk about the the one first? Because I oh, have a really right. a really special spent. one. That's right. <laughs> so I, I actually was one of the I think it was ultimately it was 117 people that watched the whole Oscars. So I was one of them. <laughs> and even yeah, though I the, didn't watch the whole thing. Yeah, I don't blame you. Even though it was very sleepy. Uh, even though um, the broadcast itself was was terrible. There were a, a number of good movies, and there was some suspense <laughs> about who was going to win and stuff. But I watched the movie. Um, just in the past couple of days, because it took me a while to get through it, that will absolutely sweep all of the categories next year. I was shocked. Uh, and it's it, going with the PK spelling. It's a little movie called Mortal Kombat. With a K. <laughs> and um, it's, it, it strikes this incredible balance where it's horrendous, but it's also really boring. And we got to watch. The game, the game is is pretty simple. It's basically a tournament between different people fighting to conquer the earth, and it's about killing people in a gross way. And this movie is about finding people to fight in the tournament and then training them to get powers. And the way you train them is you make them really upset until stuff comes out of their bodies or they shoot things. It's really compelling. <laughs> and then at the end, uh, you'd be like, well, now we have you know the, the tournament called Mortal Kombat, but we're going to do that in the next movie, I think, because they don't have a tournament in this movie, and at the end of the movie, they defeat the people they should have fought in the tournament, but then at the end of the movie, the the the, he, the leader of the bad guys, Raiden, a uh, character played by Tadanobu Asano, one of several excellent actors wasted in this terrible movie, he says, now we have to find the rest of the champions. I was like, oh, so they'll, they'll make the same movie oh, again. Great. How exciting. Drew, I was, I was through three quarters of that movie today, and I was going to finish it when we were done here. Now I'm not. Well, and, and when they... When they when they promote it, they talk about how uh, well it, it got an NC seventeen rating, well, and we had to dial back some of the kills. And the, the video game was um, was about you know, big, gross kills, so it has some of that. But nobody that you're watching kill or be killed in these gory ways. 
who cares? It doesn't yeah. like it doesn't matter. And they waste, uh, like I said, they waste Tadanobu Asano, who's a, a great Japanese actor, and um, Hiroyuki Sanada, another excellent uh, uh, actor. He's in one of my favorite samurai movies, The Twilight Samurai, and a lot of other stuff. And um, if Godzilla versus Kong is the way to take a property and do something really fun with it, good job, Warner Brothers. This is not. So I can't wait for the sequel. <laughs> it's Wasn't doing there another Mortal Kombat movie that came out years ago? Yeah. Well, there was Mortal yeah. Kombat that yeah. my friends in college, they all played the game. And they're like, let's go to the movie. And I said, it looks stupid. And they said, what if we got you drunk? I said, let's go. So I had fun, but it wasn't good. <laughs> and then they made a sequel, Mortal Kombat, I think, Annihilation, which is actually even worse than the first one. And then they were trying to make the third one. And then I think they realized, wait a minute, this will cost money. It's dumb. So they didn't end up making it. And then the rights went back to Warner Brothers. This is Warner Brothers, a new line. But uh, the first movie uh, was actually Paul W.S. Anderson. So we wouldn't have, if he hadn't made that movie, we wouldn't have Event Horizon and all 15 Resident Evil movies. So like the birth of an auteur. <laughs> you do like uh, House of the Dead too, or... No, he's he. That's um, that's Uva Bull, the the German guy oh, who he makes does several all movies for tax failures. Yeah, Paul yeah. W. S. Anderson is is a competent filmmaker, but this is a a guy's first movie, and um, you should skip it. <laughs> well, I think you should skip it. Fatality, <laughs> indeed. Thanks for that. I like the Event Horizon. It's terrible, but it's fun. Well, the Call first Mortal Kombat is terrible, Call like that. This is just bad. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Drew, you get two more quick. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah, let's do it. Hey, what about the wheel? Yeah, okay. That's yeah, what he said. You get two more wheels. Yeah, that bitch coming, Sean. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, how do I get there? There it is. Frank, right, of, so, Ireland. Frank, of, Frank Ireland. of Ireland. That's a new show. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's six episodes. It's a comedy. It, it It's kind of like Eastbound and Down watching people be really crappy and, and proud of it. Uh, it's okay. It's pretty funny. It's by um, Domino Gleason and the, and his brother. Uh, they wrote it and created it. Those are the sons of Brendan Gleason, who's a very famous actor and has been a lot of stuff. And he's a um, Mad-Eye Moody in the Harry Potter movies and lots of other wonderful things. And Domino Gleason was in um, uh, the new Star Wars movies as General Hux. And yeah. uh, he's been in a bunch of other stuff. And so it's, it's funny. It's, you know, like six episodes, um, pretty naughty and I don't know, 25 minutes each. So it's, right. it's cute. That's good. All right. Next. Hang on. And with that, there the went anticipation our nine followers. No, we have over a hundred. We're lucky if we have nine followers. Jesus. So the Nevers is uh, Joss Whedon's new show that he's no longer on because he's a terrible, terrible person. And uh, I think a lot of people are put off from watching the Nevers because um, it was by Joss Whedon, who I may have mentioned, like Mel Gibson, is a terrible person. And I think um, I think we I've only watched the first episode so far. I think there are three out. Um, it's actually pretty good. Um, it, the, the cast is great. And it's about uh, Victorian London. And one day uh, something we don't know what it is yet. Something happened. And then all these people, mostly women, suddenly have ability. So it's kind of like a steampunk X-Men thing. And it's clever and it's fun and I'll watch more of it, but um, don't let Joss Whedon put you off because he's not really behind it. And it was really by Jane Espenson who wrote on Buffy and Battlestar Galactica and lots of other stuff. So if you like uh, other Joss Whedon type shows, uh, it's definitely worth checking out. The Nevers on HBO. All right. I'll be real quick because we've just, we left John about 15 minutes to talk about his film. So this will be good. Um, 
I'm going to recommend, <laughs> recommend I'm slightly recommending, <laughs> I'm slightly recommending a documentary series on Hulu called Sasquatch. Uh, it's, three epi- it's three episodes. Uh, as I mentioned on our other show called Stream Quest, insert logo here. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's, it, it takes a turn. It's like, it, it's, it's interesting because it, 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 it plays like it's going to be all about Sasquatch and Bigfoot and it takes an interesting turn and it's all about Sasquatch and Bigfoot, but in a different kind of way. So it's, it's kind of cool. There are two films about the same thing. Is, is this the one about Sasquatch killed all these drug dealers or something? Yes. Is there another one about this or is this the only one of them? I have no idea. I saw a Sasquatch movie. People, this couple, like a found footage thing where a couple goes to same place and Sasquatch ends up dragging them out of the tent and taking them away. Spoiler yeah, that's, alert. uh, that's Bobcat Goldthwaite's movie. That's pretty good. That's right. That's right. It's creepy as hell. It is. Creepy. Uh, this one is, is, it, it is about, uh, some drug dealers who got killed up there in Humboldt, uh, County or wherever it is where they grow marijuana and how the Bigfoot legend got integrated in all the stories. So, and it's pretty cool. And it's done by the Duplass brothers. Um, Produced by those guys. Um, anyway, so check, take a look. All right. That's on HBO? What's that on? Uh, it's on Hulu. 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 Uh, we don't get and it. And you can watch it. It's, uh, you can stream all three of them right away. So kind of nice. fun. All right. So, John, what film did you bring to the table? Well, Ralph, it is my absolute pre- pleasure to bring a movie that uh, after Promising Young Women woman and the 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 depth and seriousness of that film i wanted to as you said cleanse the pal a little bit because yeah, there's I no am. there's no alcoholism in this film at all right or bad parenting <laughs> <laughs> yes there is ralph yes, like it. <laughs> but it's but it's but it's <laughs> fun alcoholism it's fun i would appreciate it's if back you didn't. when alcoholism oh, was fun it was let, fun. let john go come on oh my god oh my god <laughs> so anyway at least uh, he prepared an introduction this is night <laughs> wait a minute oh. This is my introduction. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> this is 1982's my favorite year. And uh, the story is about a television show uh, called King Kaiser's uh, Comedy Cavalcade, which is based on Sid Caesar's Yashob shows. So for me, it did a couple of things. One, I'm a big fan of that genre of TV, Milton Berle, um, Sid Caesar, that whole group. And so that retro into that era I really love the, you know, the television was relatively new and, and there was only a couple of networks and everybody was watching this show. So I'm a fan of that. And uh, uh, Peter O'Toole, you know, Lawrence of Arabia, you know, I mean, you think British of Peter O'Toole. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> this He's the reason why you watch this movie. He is absolutely brilliant in this movie. He's hilarious. He's making fun of himself. Uh, and by the way, his character is based obviously on Errol Flynn, and Marklin and Baker's John character Perry. is based on Mel Brooks, who wrote for your show shows along with uh, oh. Neil Simon and Carl Reiner. So it's really Mel Brooks' story who produced this movie. It's directed by Richard Benjamin. Uh, for me, Peter O'Toole stands out above all else. And I also love Joseph Bologna in this, who plays King Kaiser. I think he's hilarious in it. And basically the storyline is he's going to guest on this show and he's a drunk and they want to make sure he's going to show up. And Mark Lynn Baker plays a writer on the show who's also, he worships this guy. And at some point, uh, he realizes it's a live show and not taped. He freaks out. 
<laughs> and uh, he ends up saving the day. And for me, they actually shot a scene where Mark Lynn Baker's character goes to the cemetery and sees the tombstone of Alan Swan, the actor. And they didn't end it that way. They they ended it for me on a much higher note. And I actually, when I think about that scene, as he's sitting there waving to the audience and Mark Lynn uh, uh, Baker's uh, voiceover, you can hear it. This is the way I want to remember him. I get a chill thinking about it. But it's one of these movies that, it, uh, yeah, Ralph, it, it shows him drunk, but it's all done for laughs. And it's very funny the way they do it up until a certain point where it gets a little bit serious. But his portrayal, Lainey Kazan, and it's a very funny movie. It's it's a, not a cynical movie. It's a feel good movie. It, it's for me. It's one of those movies. At the end of it, I'm smiling, right? And I I talk about that a lot on these shows. Uh, I like to go to the movies to be entertained, as I have said, and you guys, some of you think that's a bad thing, but that's why I go to the movies. This is one of those movies that. It just makes me happy and smile, like singing in the rain. I'm going to lean back for a second. And when it comes on, <laughs> I was going to say, it's not a bad thing. It's just, it's just a thing. It's not a bad thing. Don't, okay. don't take well, it. You make it okay. sound like it's a bad thing. That's how you're hearing it in your movies. head. And that's fine. You only like happy movies. That's what well, you always we'll say. We'll do therapy later, but and right I, now. Like, yeah, but <laughs> in all fairness, John, you always say, Ralph doesn't like anything black and white. Ralph doesn't like anything black and white. And then yeah, he that's argues and says, <laughs> um, well let's do this let's show the trailer because that's yes. the whole the I'm whole sorry, movie i should have done that first but i i just love talking about this movie, okay so well, let's show the trailer and then uh, we'll talk about it after it was 1954 television was live and benji stone landed the job of his dreams as a tv comedy writer alice what are we seeing alan swan's movies it was the year Hollywood's greatest hero swashbuckled his way onto live TV and into Benji's life. He's blasted. Good God, it's Renfield. I thought he was dead. Swan better be at every rehearsal sober, or it's your neck. They've asked me to stay with you and help you over some of the rough spots. Like showing up? That's one. Another is not passing out. What sort of heroic idiot am I this time? A musketeer idiot. I read that on the airplane. Very funny. Very good. I wrote that. Did you? Bravo, Stan. Bravo. How about the store club? We'll be two for dinner. Oh, no, Mr. Swan. This is exactly the way it started last time. And, you know, uh, I'm, I'm supposed to watch you. Good. Watch this. Now, all we have to do is to get from here... There. I'm going down now. Oh, have a lunch. Five minutes to air. This is places, people. Sure, this is live television. Live. What are you doing? Reaching and leaving. Take it. So. I'm afraid. I'm flesh and blood, life-size, no larger. I'm not that silly damn hero I never was. To me, you were. You couldn't have convinced me unless you had that courage. Nobody's that good an actor. I'm not an actor. I'm a movie star. <laughs> Alan Swan may have been the worst person to look up to. 
but it was the best time Benji ever had. My favorite year. Well, just a couple other things. Wait, um, wait. Before we go on, can anyone name the narrator of that? Yeah. Oh, uh, Mason, we were talking about Mason that. something from Mason uh, Adams. Grant. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Mason uh, don't ever. Don't ever. Adams. Mason Adams. Don't ever test me again. Um, you anyway. <laughs> uh, so a little a little tidbit. Uh, the the elderly woman woman that he danced with in the Stork Club was Gloria Stewart who played in 1933, she was in The Invisible Man, and in 1997, she played the elderly Rose in Titanic. So she was actually the woman that he danced with. Yeah. Um, So again, I I just, I I love this movie. It's one of those, it's a feel-good movie. And and actually, the reason to watch it is is Peter O'Toole. But I I also will say, I think this is the best thing Mark Lynn Baker's ever done. You know, he was on Perfect Strangers, and he did a couple, you know, he's done a bunch of stuff, but he was, and I think he got an introducing credit in this too. And Ralph, I will also say that when I watched the trailer, I watched the trailer for this today, I thought the same thing you thought. They gave the whole plot of the movie away within the trailer. I couldn't believe it. So anyway, so I wanted to bring this to you guys, uh, and I'd like to hear what you guys think about it. Well, I I was listening to a um, podcast over the weekend with, um, Norman Steinberg, the writer, and he, he said something straight. Um, he's like, you know, he was brought in. The script already existed by Dennis Palumbo. Mel Brooks brought him in and said, hey, this is me on show and shows doing Errol Flynn. I want that's how I want you to write it. And Steinberg said, I'm not going to write the character as you. And Brooks said, why? And he goes, because you're too abrasive. I'm going to write the <laughs> character as me. And if you notice the <laughs> character's name in the film is um, Steinberg. So he did write it as him. And he also talked a lot about the difficulty of getting Peter O'Toole. The studio did not want him. He was very unreliable. He was an alcoholic. And um, they wanted <laughs> so he the, guy from, <laughs> the guy from Tom Jones. What's his name? Um, Albert Finney? Albert Finney. They wanted Albert Finney. But Albert Finney had done two movies, I think previously, Shoot the Moon. He said, I will do this movie if you'll wait six months for me. And he goes, but you you should really get Peter O'Toole. And they're like, that's who we want. He goes, you should get Peter O'Toole because <laughs> it's based on Errol Flynn, but also John Barrymore. And right. O'Toole was a huge Barrymore mate. And they convinced him. And Albert Finney also was asked to play Lawrence of Arabia first, and he turned it down. He screen tested for it, right? He screen tested Yeah, he told them they yeah. should go with Peter O'Toole. Yeah. So in a sense, <laughs> that's why I consider this a Peter O'Toole comeback. And Albert Finney made him a star with Peter with um, Lawrence of Arabia, and this gave him the big comeback. So I thought, um, you know, I, I love this movie. I did. This is oddly a film I did not see at the movies. What? I saw it later on television. Oh so, man, um, it was. This is one of my favorite movies of the period. I think Mark Lynn Baker is great. I love the comedy lesson he gives Jessica Harper. Yeah. You know, you know, I, I it had a great payoff. I liked his analysis of comedy. I mean, I thought it was fabulous. And also that famous line in the ladies' room, you know, this is for ladies only too, but the kids have to run some water. That was an actual John Barrymore thing. He had gone into the ladies' room and a woman confronted him about it, and that's what he said. So um, <laughs> that's a good little piece of showbiz lore. But this was um, – I really love this film, and um, – you know, I could I could have watched. And, and O'Toole it. was nominated for an Oscar for this for Best Actor too. Yeah. So, 
I, so people I, recognize I it. Won. Did he win? He did not win. I love uh, this movie, John. It's like it's Peter O'Toole. You know, you you know, he was so and when he at the end of the movie when um it's over with and he's getting the, his applause and you could see in his eyes that that's him. It wasn't an actor. He he felt the glory of all that applause that you get. I suppose you would know because you're an actor, you know, when somebody likes your work and you get all that applause, that's got to feel wonderful. But I have, I have a question for you, John, since you yep. know this movie. So one amazing thing is in their Central Park and he gets on that horse. Did And I don't think it was a double. I think he really got on that horse. You know, I looked at that and the way they shot it, both their faces were not facing the camera, which led me to believe it wasn't them. Now, I will tell you, he... O'Toole wanted to do all the stunts and he did like uh, the number I heard was about 85% of the stunts he did himself. He wanted to do it. He he wanted to show that he did it because, because Errol Flynn and John Barrymore, those guys, uh, um, they, they all did their own stunts and he wanted to reflect that. But I don't think so on that one. Cause especially when they, when, when he reared the horse up, there's no way they're going to let Peter O'Toole do that. Well, I, well, they wouldn't have mind if they lost Mark Lynn Baker because well, of- well, it was he was only introduced in that movie. Yeah. And when he was introduced and he was on that horse, there was one shot of him, of him on the horse. And yes. Have you, ever, have you ever ridden two people on a horse before? No, I it's never have. Awful scary. Yeah. And I could see, and the actors, uh, you know, the new the up and coming guy, you could see fear all over his face. And I yeah. Said, that's real. Because that's pretty scary when you're double, and I've done that. You know, it's like, wow, it's so, it is really scary because that person who's on the, you know, the rider is more experienced, and they're going to take off. You know, right. they're going to run, and you're just you're just behind them. So, I, the fear on his face was like you could you say, well, he's really scared. <laughs> and can I say also that I think Peter O'Toole plays a very convincing drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Like that, like when he's kind of out of it, and he's just like eyes are darting back and forth. He trained for that. You know, yeah. I'm in a family where there's been a little bit of alcoholism, and those Peter O'Toole expressions, I've seen many oh, times. Yeah, he's good at it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we don't want to monopolize it, but yeah. so what's everyone else think? Wojo, Brad, Wo- Brojo. I'm calling this Brojo. Uh, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> it's great. What do you? What's uh, your brand? On. It's your brand. It's a brand. I liked it. I mean, have I had it? never seen it. No. Oh, oh, you had never seen it. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness! No, I had never seen it. What are you laughing at, Ralph? I just, I love your reviews. I liked it. Well, <laughs> <That's awesome>. I, <laughs> no, I'm glad because you had never seen well, it. I'm just wondering what you thought about it in general, Brad. You've well, seen and, it though, right? I never had, seen it. Oh, you yeah. hadn't seen it either. Oh, did you like it? Yeah, this was a pretty good that I haven't seen movies you guys. <laughs> Did Brad like it? I did. Yeah, I, I I wasn't over the moon like you guys all were about it. I thought it was cute, I guess, like a cute movie. I mean, I, I didn't find myself, you know, rolling on the floor the whole movie. You know, I mean, there was some, there was a lot. I mean, obviously, the physical humor with, with Peter O'Toole was just great with, you know, some of the drunk mm-hmm. scenes where he's just, you know, falling on his face and stuff <laughs> like that. Um yeah, I mean, it was it was entertaining. It was interesting for me to see Mark Lynn Baker in something other than Perfect Strangers because he's had a lot of guest spots on things. Yeah. And it was my understanding that he was more well known as a Broadway actor. Um, so it was it was interesting to see. And it was 
what I found surprising is that they introduce him in this movie as though, you know, a lot of times when they introduce actors, introducing so-and-so, it's the beginning of a long, illustrious movie career. And that did not happen for him. And I'm actually curious as to why. Um, I mean, he was good in this movie. You know, he 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 nailed the character. He was good. He could have so. been Tom Hanks. You know what I mean? Yeah. What? What? He could have been big. Because of Bosom Buddies? You're saying <laughs> the comparing perfect strangers to Bosom Buddies? Yeah. No, no. Come on. Don't no, no, be ridiculous. Not even close. I, I think he's got a good sense of comedy. I think, you know. I didn't see him in enough drama, but I think he was very talented. You know, I agree with Wojo. I, I think he should have. He was good in the movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, he was good. In I it. think. I think everyone else. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's. I. I nothing. Nothing. What? I'm trying what? to. Think, I know he's done other things other than Perfect Strangers. He's just on something recently. I was talking to uh, John or somebody about. it. some other little guy. bit spots. He's been What's on that? Law and Order. He played yeah. a real. I was going to say he's he probably Law and Order. I think just about every actor in the universe has been on at least one episode of. But Law all these guys, they play totally against type. Baby Yoda in The Mandalorian. <laughs> what? He played. Well, you Baby just answered Yoda your question because unless you're a brilliant actor like Dustin Hoffman, a guy that looks like that and is that short is not going to be leading man material. He's just not, and he's not a good enough actor to to have a great Tom career he just he's physically. done a lot of one-offs yeah a lot of lead, one-offs not leads other than perfect uh-huh. strangers there yeah. was a lot of like bill macy's in this film yeah and, uh, from mod i love bill macy from mod that uh, yeah, his girlfriend the woman I'm playing his girlfriend <laughs> i'm gonna tell king and who's the guy that just would only whisper it to his oh his he assistant? had the one line in the movie uh oh my god what did he say oh my god i'm so happy yeah now see there was a that's based on um Neil Simon's brother, who also wrote on, um, you know, Sid Caesar's show, and he just would never speak. He wouldn't speak out loud. So that's that's really an in joke for us. All right, let's bring it all. Wow. Drew, did you know oh. that Perfect Strangers had 150 episodes? It was yeah. over seven years. It was a huge hit. Perfect Strangers yeah. was a huge hit because of uh, Lock, whatever his name was. Yeah, Lock. Yeah, yeah, Lock. I'm going to tell you, Mark Baker. Probably loves this movie. He's going to see, he's going to Google the movie. He's going to see this podcast. And we're all going to be expressing disappointment on his career. He's very successful. Very few actors. No, he is. A big movie. Big movies, big shows continue to work. I mean, he's been in a lot of stuff over the years. He's been in a ton of stuff. Just not, you know. He was in Hanging with Mr. Cooper. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He, yeah, that was about the guy who jumped out of the wow. plane. He went, jumped out. No, with... that's D.B. Cooper. No, that's D.B. Oh, Cooper. And that was uh, Trent Williams. That's Williams. That's falling. That's right. That's falling. Drew, 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 dive in here, Drew. Let's hear it. I want to hear Drew's story. Well, Drew, had you um, seen this? I, I had not seen this movie. Uh, I'm a big fan of Peter O'Toole. There are other people in the movie that I, I really like. Like, uh, I'm looking at my notes. Like, um, uh, Jessica Harper and... Um, uh, I don't know if you guys know the Oscars were last night and Glenn Close tied Peter O'Toole's record of being nominated for eight Oscars and so far never winning any. That's a shame. She deserves uh, Which one. is amazing. He lost to, to Ben Kingsley uh, for Gandhi on this one. But the fact, I don't, I, I don't know offhand who beat him for Lawrence of Arabia, but I mean, that's one of the all time. Well, wasn't he nominated for the stuntman too? 
Yes, he was nominated. Oh, eight we times. should bring that movie in. I was just for for, for Beckett for Lion in Winter, like all great stuff. Um, he was not nominated for Caligula, which is really surprising because <laughs> it's very moving in that movie. Um, but uh, you know, you mentioned that Gloria Stewart was in the club dance scene, and uh, she's very good in that one little scene. Uh, the the woman that you see just for a moment in the hallway of the comedy show, and I've also actually been watching 30 Rock, so I wrote down that 30 Rock is following me around this week because it was that same <laughs> backstage vibe at the TV station. Um, the woman in the old gold box, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's Lana Clarkson who got murdered by Phil Spector. So that was a little yeah. little darkness in the yeah, movie yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. John brought, yeah. as well as the alcoholism in the That's why I didn't bring it up. You know. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> The, the best the part scene, of the movie, John. <laughs> the scene, um, the scene where uh, Marklin Baker, who also was excellent playing Marklin Baker in The Leftovers, um, oh, that's goes. That's, he takes, that's where I saw him. That's he that's takes right. uh, he takes Peter O'Toole's character. He takes him home to uh, yeah. a, a, a dinner and then a gauntlet of neighbors when they leave. That that's was 20. Great. 20. I would I would describe it as it's almost cartoonishly Jewish, but also based on my Jewish experience, extremely accurate <laughs> and, and very funny. And I really I really like the idea. Um, I, I can't remember exactly what phrase he used, but basically that there are Jews. there are people in the world who are allowed to do what they want. Yeah. And um, movie stars are, are those people. And he's one of those people. He's clearly spent his whole life living like that. And I would imagine, you know, Peter O'Toole himself, that's, that's a pretty accurate description of it. That's what it means to be a movie star, which there aren't very many of anymore. And uh, I thought that was kind of uh, an interesting insight into what it would be like, because, uh, you know, when you when you watch the movie and I guess I don't I don't know the movies, but all those clips of him swashbuckling. They're not actually copying Errol Flynn films. They actually are from his older films. Is that well? They they uh, did recreate. They did they recreate okay. a scene. Yeah, gotcha. that was taken so, right out of Robin Hood from Robin. Hood. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I mean that that was fun. But as soon as you saw that, and this is not a criticism at all. You knew he was going to swing into action at some point. That's right. Uh, and that was that was really fun. That was a fun and exhilarating ending. It stops very abruptly. Uh, right after that, which was kind of jarring, um, I guess they they could have showed uh, hanging out at the grave, but um, I I think that's the right choice the way that they ended it. But uh, it's it's like um, it's a light, sweet movie. I'd never seen it. I'm glad I saw it. Uh, if you want me to watch uh, another Peter O'Toole movie again, there's a lot of other movies that I like better than this, but I'm glad that I saw this one. Oh, by the way, we have to point out that Rookie Caroso. How do you pronounce the last name? Caroca. Caroca played himself. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, he was the real a real boxer. I did not know that. Is I that just like Lady uh, Kazan kept calling him oh. Swanee. He's not a river man. I also now, like. Al, I, I also if I like, bring home Capone or Jolson, it's Peter O'Toole's Al. driver was great too. That guy. Oh yeah, yeah he was very right. good. I yeah. forgot. I forgot one thing. I on my notes. I wrote Morty. Remember Morty. I wrote Morty is Jewish Sean Murphy. I don't remember why I wrote it, but it felt <laughs> And then also I one of the big surprises of the movie is that it is not a sequel to My Favorite Martian because it was less sci-fi than I was expecting, but I think it was still it was still a good movie. So I enjoyed that. Uh you're going to be shocked by this, but I actually love this film. I What? Love, I love this How much film. did you drink before you watched now, this now, film? Here's the thing. This is a film written by writers about, <laughs> this is a film written by writers about writers. This yeah. is a film about people who love what goes on in the writers' rooms 
and all the crazy stuff that goes on. And this is also Peter O'Toole winking to us going, this is who I am. Yeah. I really felt like this is Peter O'Toole going, you're right, Drew. It's about actors get away with whatever they want. And he's going, you know what? I've been getting away with this for years and I'm a phony. What you see right. is all bullshit. And that's what he says. That scene in the hallway we saw in the trailer is him going, look, I'm a fake. But it doesn't matter because we all want that fake as an audience. Right. We want to believe what he's doing. And I think Peter O'Toole deserved the Oscar for this one. I know. I know Gandhi. Great film, whatever. But Jesus, Peter O'Toole <laughs> deserved this. Yeah. And and I just love the shtick when Mark Lynn Baker brings his girlfriend back to the room to have a date when he's showing the film. And I just, I just, this, and, and, and that scene you talked about in the apartment with all the, the his yeah. family around, it's, yeah. this thing is beautiful. It's a beautiful film. And she's all gussied up in her gown. I just oh, think, I and Al- Kazan, the, is that her name? Out. Lena Kazan. Lena Kazan. Lena, Lena Kazan. Lena, I could Damn. watch her all the time. That woman is fantastic. Well, she created the role in the Broadway show that they did like 10 years later, something like that. Oh, really? She was the only one, but she was in it. Yeah. I Tim just, Curry. I, Tim Curry played Peter O'Toole's role. I can see that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I have this on laser disc. I've been, I've uh, immortalized it in my collection. Uh, cause I liked it that much. So I oh, think yeah. this was a, this is a fantastic. Oh, I'm so film. glad to hear that. I don't, did I say it was direct? I want to make sure I give the director Richard Benjamin. directed by Richard Benjamin, yeah. who of course, uh, was most famous for playing the lead in Quark. So just well, and he was in he was in the film. We're we talking about the big yeah. one. This was the big one. Quark. He directed and a lot of garbage scow in space. Was. No, he was um, in Westworld. I also think it's worth noting yeah. that I, I watched this um, um, on HBO Max, and that is the same place that you can watch the new Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> and we mentioned that on our our show called Stream Quest the logo here. Okay. Uh, oh my God! Seriously. Well, it's all about branding, Wojo. Which branding. logo, though? We have Brojo. Brojo. It's all Brojo. About. It's about branding. All right. So I really, I, I'm just gonna. Okay, let's rate this thing. I think I'm we glad. All know. It sounds like everyone liked it. I'm really glad uh, about that. Yeah, I gave it a big yippee kaye. Oh, good. I'm the only yippee one that goes yippee kaye. Everybody goes thumbs yeah. up. Yippee kaye. Yippee kaye. Yippee Kai way yay. Way up. No, this is a, a it gets a little sappy because that's well, I mean, what are you gonna do? But it's got um, a lot of heart in it. You yeah, know, it really does. And that scene easy. where he comes dying is easy. Shouts, Comedy's hard. When he sh- you know, the whole like side story about the mafia guys who are going after <laughs> yeah. Joe and then Joe Bologna is great. He's great yeah. as King Kaiser. I mean, a lot of great stuff. Cameron Mitchell I like is this the disposal business. It feels great. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm gonna get the big hats. Yeah, oh, cigar, coming out with a big cigar. You know, yeah. Caesar, because I also I listen to another podcast, I won't mention it, Gilbert Gottfried's amazing classic podcast, where they talk about <laughs> 98-year-old, 90-year-old comedy writers all the time. And a lot Sid Caesar was not above punching. He was much like this Joe Bologna character. He would punch people, he would get in like road rage fights. Like once a cab cut in front of him, he cut in front of it, and he went to the cab window, the guy tried to Rolled the window. He grabbed the guy by the throat and said, "Do you remember birth?" Because he was going to drag him through the little holes. <laughs> oh Sid Caesar was not afraid. To, yeah, he was. was he was a bear like to work for. A character. They all said that. All the writers said that too. But all he cared about was the show. That's what yeah. meant everything to him. His name was on it, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's a great show. If you've never seen it, go on YouTube and look at some of the sketches. They are hilarious, and he's great. He's great in it, and he's harder on himself than anybody. When once he got sober. He wrote a uh, autobiography. I mean, he he didn't hold back anything. So, I mean, Bologna did a good job of caricaturing him, 
but uh, he, he, yeah, he was yeah, tough. All the, ca- all I, the side like people. When... Go, Go ahead, ahead. Waljo. I, I was just going to say, I, I like when um, people write autobiographies and they're honest like that. Um, when I interviewed Norman Lear, who was really big in the 70s, if you want to ding the bell, there you go. Um, um, he said, you know, I said, what was it like having eight out of the 10 top 10 shows? And he said, I was a terrible husband. I was an absolute ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> he said, because you can't have a family and do that. Right. And that's how I listen. Just, that's how I feel about these podcasts. I produce. Same thing. <laughs> that's why I don't have children. Kind of, kind of a dick. <laughs> Me and Norman well, Lear, same thing. And George Pelicanos. I threw George Pelicanos out of my house. <laughs> Biggest you mistake of my ass. life. What a stupid thing. That story, <laughs> just, my life. That story just gets fun. better and better. Anyway. All right. Now we got to spin the wheel. By that the way. Stinks. Anyway, John, good choice. That was a good one. Thank you. Sorry, I'm sorry, Ralph. You're going to have to explain what he did that was so obnoxious. What You know, uh, he walked in like he owned the place, Deb. You know what I'm saying? And it was my place. Yeah. 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 You, know how hard, you know how much time it takes to clean a place before you have no, a party? No, no, but somebody walks yeah. in a room. You know that somebody thinks they own the room, even though it's not their house. And I was just in this mode of like, why is this? I don't know who they are. It's a neighborhood party. And this guy walks in. He acts like he's and he was the king. I had no idea who he was. I'm like, I, I, I just don't like the vibe on this guy. So and I got in his face. I got in the okay. dude's face. And I'm like, Jesus, get what are you doing in my house? I don't like the way you're acting. I kicked him out. Somebody two days later, someone said, oh, that's uh, George Pelicanos. He wrote for The Wire and he has a lot of books. He's got a stat, you know, look him up. He's, he's this guy's. <laughs> anyway, How did he and believe me, you guys know me. It was my favorite scene in Mad Men. There's a scene in Mad Men where this young guy is like pissed off at uh, Draper's character. And then he's, he confesses to Draper that, you know, all I do is think about you every night. You drive me crazy. And Draper looks at him and goes, you know, I never think about you. <laughs> and it's just and that's what that's what this was <laughs> if he's on twitter when i share this i'll be sure to tag him he's listen the guy is he's he's doing all kinds he's uh, the wire is a big one he's doing some more stuff too look him up he's great he's actually great good writer he's a right. he's a wonderful party guest really entertaining he's awesome, <laughs> he's awesome. so all right now we get the chance to hang out with ralph if you didn't yeah, well, him. try to get him on the podcast uh you know maybe maybe i could do that uh ralph, how did he just how did he end up at your house what he lived in the neighborhood that i was living in. and just saw cars said i'm gonna go just, over there that's what i mean he just walked in there's an open party that almost on. sounds like something you would do that's exactly <laughs> right maybe that's what it was yeah I think that's a little projection. That's what I think. Might have been. All right. Yeah. We only have three people on the wheel. Oh, my God. Three. Let me do the German three. Who's left? The German three. It's me and. Wouldn't you rather got, go out uh, speaking the Kings? We got Sean. We got uh, Brad. And we got Debbie. Stand by. Oh, look at how big their faces are on that. If I win, I'm going to pick a movie. All right, there you go. Brad, you got a couple people. days to let us know what we got. Uh, All right. Clean and sober. Um, I'm trying to think of what movie Brad's going to pick. The accused. The father. The, the father, the yes. The, father. the accused. Yeah, that's one we need. That'll be a relaxing one. Oh, my yeah. God. All right, everybody. Nice job, John. Good movie. Good Thank film. you. Thank you. I'm glad you guys uh, liked it. Really. Thank you, John. Right. And um, have a safe week, everybody. Should um, we check out any other podcasts? 
Uh, there's a couple you might want to watch, uh, listen to, or watch. Uh, Movie Strange, cult, cult, uh, in the red, uh, in the red productions. We've also got. Um, uh, I think Stream there's Quest. one with George Pelicanos. You can watch. Uh, that's a new one called. It's uh, <laughs> called Party Crasher. People I've thrown <laughs> out of my house. My life with celebrities. I'll do the that. Guess that wouldn't leave. <laughs> I, met, I also met Sylvester Stallone in New York City, in the middle of the Rambo when he first did Rambo. He walks out of a cab. And I was in New York, and we walked up. He goes, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> I don't know if he thought we were going to stalk him or what. <laughs> and as John us? knows, I met all the Star Trek. I had all seven yeah. of the original Star Trek people in one room, and I didn't get any autographs. Oh, well, I'm not going to bother them and be like a geek. The guy, the Russian guy, who's uh, Chekhov? Chekhov? The Walter Russian Koenig. guy. The dude ate like a pig at the buffet. You can't believe the amount of food that guy was stuffing in his mouth. I For the Trekkers out there, don't pay attention to any of this crap that Ralph's saying, okay? Please. My wife uh, my wife, uh, my wife, wife won a contest and got to go up and hang out with George Takei and his husband for a while. Oh, He's just oh, one of the, I oh, wow. one of the he sweetest so people fun. ever. I don't I know how he is or really isn't nice. at a buffet, but he's Do you a, think really he'd subscribe guy. to this podcast? Maybe share it? Hit the <laughs> I actually button. threw George Takei out of my house one time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. Oh, my. All right. Everybody have a good week. We'll see yep. you next week. Brad, give us a couple, you know, give us a film in a couple days. Yeah. I'll let you know. All right. All right. All right, everybody. Stay safe. Stay safe. Yes. <laughs>